Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the UK Scriptwriters Podcast. We're back again with more great uh, chat about the UK scriptwriting scene. Don't worry if you're not in the UK, you're still welcome, and we welcome you with even more opened arms. That's not even the proper English. My name's Tim Clegg, and I'm here with my co-writer and good friend Danny Stack yet again. Hello there. Uh, if you've listened to us before, you know what we do. We normally interview uh, someone from the writing world, uh, pick their brains about uh, the script writing scene, how it's worked for them, and we share it with you listeners at home so that you can maybe use some of the ideas or reconsider some of the ways that you're working or maybe confirm what you're doing is good already. We've been doing it for a number of years now. How many years now, Danny? This is the sixth year. Sixth year. Starting in 2010. Uh, if this, if you're a first-time listener, don't go back. Don't go back and listen from the start. Just jump in with both feet now. We don't need. We get a lot of questions about that. You don't need to listen to them in order. Uh, and you can find us on iTunes and at ukscriptwriters.podomatic.com. Is that a good summary, Danny? Well, forget all that. They, you know, they found us because they're listening. Uh, we went on. He always does this. Forget all. Just that. crack crack on with uh, our special guest today because we're very excited to have um, Pete Stanley Ward and Natalie Conway, writing duo, but also interestingly and uniquely a man and wife team. Um, so we thought it'd be interesting to sit them down. Yes. And talk to them about what they've done and how they work together. So hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. So. <laughs> You can't use that gag again now. <laughs> say, say hello, Natalie. I'll just say hello. Great. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Well, we're at your Treehouse Digital Offices, which is your company. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about uh, that as we go. But we want to talk about you two specifically, um, how you started and, and what you did to break into the industry, because you've got a kind of mixed and, and interesting background, I think. Sure. So what I like to do is just kind of rewind to your kind of early days of of breaking through and what was happening and stuff yeah um well it depends how far you really want to go back i guess when we first met how we came to write together was out of a necessary process of me not being able to read and write very well so it was a case of just natalie is very good at reading writing uh and got an english degree and all that sort of posh stuff and then uh, you know, my ideas I had and Nat said she'd write them down for me and then during the process of her writing down some ideas she would then suggest her own ideas and then over a period of time we kind of started to find a sort of duo of writing really. when, when's this Pete just how oh, old were you oh, right. how long ago talking about between I must have been about 19 and you were 17 something like that yeah something like that we're talking about 15 years ago yeah a long time ago okay yeah Yeah. and all that stuff you know that we were writing at the time was nothing that got made but it was just the sort of our own little sort of organic process of of finding how we can write together you know and it still changes now I'd say you know we never we don't have a set way of writing together no but I just want to go back just to paint the picture because um there's a lot of people listening to the podcast that are just getting in. They would have been you. Okay, yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? So just want to uh, help them to measure where they are yeah. in their careers and so on. Obviously, we know the time. We know how long ago it was and so on. But, you know, this wasn't when you you weren't professional in any sense of the no. word. Did you even have an ambition? You were in the rural area. Yeah. You weren't in the big... You weren't in London doing this. No. Thing. 
Yeah, I mean, the situation would have been, I was working at a uh, convenience store, and Nat was at uni, maybe less Yeah, than... no, no, I was at, I'd started uni, so yeah. it was halfway through, halfway through a degree. Right. So, um... Actually, as it happened, Pete can read and write, just like to clarify <laughs> that for people. Actually, how it really started, you'd written something, I think it was just, as he says, you know, mid-convenience store hours, um jotting a few ideas down and then passed me the document and I started looking at it I could, you know you could change this bit you could change that bit um whilst I, yeah as I say whilst yeah. I was at uni but yeah like, we're not no one's no one's asking us to do this it's yeah. all this is all just us doing it you know yeah. and if anything you know just sort of <clears throat> figuring out what it is to be a writer you know no one told us actually in fact I would say Tim you were the first person to introduce me to the world oh. of Writing through your... Did you hear that, listeners? Your, it's uh, all Tim's fault. Yeah, you did a summer thing, didn't you? Remember? Yeah, of course I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I did... Uh, no, you, you're right. I'm, a lot of the time I've been... No, I don't remember. Yeah, I, do, yeah. I, do, I do remember. But yeah, I did um, uh, a, a course. Yeah. And uh, you came along and some of your, your friends that you still yeah. work with now, yeah, yeah. They, they, they came along. And, um, uh, yeah, I just did that in the college as an evening class, and then we extended it out, and mm. uh, you ca- you continued to yeah. work along with that. Uh, but, I mean, I remember you from those days, uh, and everyone that you attended, because you were all really interested in film. I remember mm. that. Yeah. You, you had good film knowledge, and um, you just were interested in telling interested stories. I mean, you remember some of the other people that yeah, were in that course. They were kind of... You know, they'd be doing script writing this week and next week they'd be doing knitting or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They were really, they were kind of just interested in exploring the idea, but you were quite committed to it already, I remember. Yeah. I remember that. And to tell you the truth, I thought that probably you'd done more than you had done, if you see what I mean. Sure. You, 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 you even made short films at that point. I think we were, we were messing around with that, but I mean, no. it was... But again, you were committed to it. I we were definitely committed. And I think it was one of those, for me anyway, it was film... The experience of watching a film was what made me fall in love with movies. And it was very much a reverse engineering of like, oh, I suppose you've got to write them. And then I suppose you've got to, you know, there's a lot of planning to get to make The Big Lebowski. You know, it doesn't just yeah. happen. Um, so it was that period of my life in particular was just figuring out, you know, what it is that you do. Yeah, I didn't go to film school or anything. So it was really a kind of either watching behind the scenes stuff. I also knew you had to write a script, yeah. but it was like, well, what does that even mean? Mm. And especially yeah. finding the writing process, even to this day, a very frustrate, frustrating process mm. and quite a slow process. So it was sort of finding more like a structure, you know, what is a structure and what is three acts and how, do, how does it all work? Mm. Um, so that was what, yeah, like Tim's... Uh, well, you did Tim's course, course. whatever year that was. Uh, and then you were messing around with short films. Short films, and then Natalie then sort of came on the scene at that point. Okay. Um, uh, where we were sort of just like just putting treatments down, and, yeah. and actually our first film, uh, Small Town Folk, uh, we never wrote an actual screenplay. We just wrote like a timeline, didn't we? Do you remember? Yeah, actually, it, it does go a step back from there. I think we entered a short film competition. Wasn't that the 48-hour challenge? Oh, yeah. And we did a short in 40 mm. hours. We wrote it. There were certain yeah, yeah. props and things that you had to use yeah. and had to include. Yeah. The sci-fi ones. Uh, it wasn't. That wasn't there then. But it was one of the first 
I think it was like one of those first yeah, time they did it. Which would be around, yeah. I remember, so we're yeah, because like, you couldn't do it really before. No, that no, almost yeah, it did yeah. start technically. Sixteen mil, yeah, sixteen <laughs> forty-eight <laughs> hours later, we've got it developed. Exactly. Yeah. So no, no, you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't do it before, and and also like it was almost like non-linear made it happen, and that was coming on. Yeah. You know, you could edit on the computer. That's right. If you had to get the three machine edit out, it wasn't really going to happen in forty-eight hours again. And it was yeah, and home video editing was starting to yeah. Become a thing, yes. That's you know, right. like Adobe was starting to actually be yeah. around, and you were yeah. trying to get early iMovie, yeah. wasn't it? And, and DB like cameras were starting yeah. to yeah. actually. It. So it was all that sort of early, sort of turn of the millennium when those opportunities were happening, mm. and we were kind of figuring out how we could maybe actually get something done. Why did you get involved though, Natalie? Because I, I knew Pete, and he was he loved the eighties directors, and you know, he in his work, just the scripts he was writing in that course. You, know, you could tell it had that fun and so on to it. So I knew what he was up, what he was about. Why, why did you get roped into all this? <laughs> because Pete couldn't write him. <laughs> Can I ask? Now, where are we going to feed the rabbit? <laughs> was there a romance happening at this point? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, the okay. romance has been there from yeah. From that was first. That, that was, was the first, first. thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you abused your romantic relationship <laughs> yeah. to get them but I think what, suckered into working on your stupid movies. Yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> just been actually, the whole point. I, I actually think that was one of the things that was quite that possibly the balance worked quite well. That I don't think I did have that obsession with movies. I right. didn't have that same uh, yeah, drive, nostalgia, nostalgia yeah, feeling that yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. But I did for stories. Yes. So okay. actually, the two things sort of married quite nicely. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was like, you know, reading Thomas Hardy while I was, you know, watching Dante movies. Yeah. Gremlins too. You know, at the beginning of our personal relationship, yeah. we're watching, as couples do, we watch movies, we watch the, you know, when DVDs had special features, and yeah. they had making of, yeah. and we'd see other couples that were doing the same thing. Yeah. So we'd, oh, yeah, yeah, we'd yeah. watch Rodriguez, yeah. who very much run and gun filmmaking, yeah. but also his wife, was a part of the production. Um, Peter the Jackson. early Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah, of course. Walsh. Yeah. Walsh. So we took a lot of inspiration from that, and it was nice to have that yeah. encouragement of, oh, okay, so what we've do, what we're doing, it feels to us like it works. Mm. And actually, there were other people in the industry that but, proved that yeah. it did. It was okay to do it. Yeah. yeah, it was. That was a big thing. I think when we realised that, oh, hang on a second, yeah, like, yeah we're we're this, and it happened quite organically. I must admit that. There was a time when I was making short films with other people. It wasn't necessarily the stories mm. that were in my head, but there was a good way to experiment how to, you know, make a little short film. Um, and it was so we were together at a time when we were trying to figure out who we were as people and what we wanted to do. Obviously, films was a massive part of it, but you know, to get the confidence to sort of say, well, maybe Nat can help me write this idea and I can direct it on my own. Yeah, you know, that was very much you know the process of finding out. Who we are as people, I think, and, yeah, and, then, and then then in that, Nat and I developed mm-hmm. this sort of writing partnership. Great. Well, well, and what the first big thing I suppose that you were doing was this feature, low budget feature, small town folk. Oh yeah, or I'd go one step back. That we did a little short film called Ratatat Tat. Oh yes, yeah, which I remember was a, it? Which is a little ghost story. Which yes, I was still living at home, and then I think it was literally me, my little brother, That's and right. Nat. And the three of us just 
just shot this little thing in the evenings. Got spooky horror. Yeah, yeah. you clearly seen. We just seen signs and we just yeah. Like, hey, let's do a little sort of signs type thing and mixed yeah. with a there's a mecca shot at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, nice long from. kind of yeah. We just lots of like you do, you know, yeah, just yeah. sort of you know try and see if you can replicate what you love. Yeah. Um, but it actually turned out quite all right, and it was actually quite spooky, and it got into a couple of festivals, and mm. then it actually got into the Wellington Short Film Festival. So we were at that point where you were halfway through uni, mm-hmm. and you know you wanted to do a bit of travelling. So we thought, well, look, this is a good excuse to go to Australia and New Zealand and see an audience watching our short film that no don't know us mm. at all. And that was a massive, actually, a huge point of confidence for us because we were able to go to the other side of the planet and we sat in a massive theatre and it was absolutely packed and Rat Tat Tat came on this little DV camera short that we made in my parents' house and people were, you know, reacting. They were jumping and they were scared and Mm -hmm. it got a really good round of applause and I think that was definitely... And it was kind of ironic because they were making Lord of the Rings there Mm. uh, just finishing off Return of the King, I think. And I'd just like to caveat that Peter Jackson, we're very sorry, but we did sneak onto the set. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, still, we don't know why we did, but we were just sneaking around uh, in the hope that, of something, something. might happen. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we, um, but that, that, that journey, I suppose, and that, that experience uh, gave us a lot of confidence to come back to the UK and say, like, let's, let's really push this. Let's see if we can make something out of this. Yeah. Um, and that's when Small Town Folk feature film was... Uh, conceived actually mm. it was in in Wellington New Zealand we were like yeah maybe maybe we should go back and try and get a almost bit. a bit inspired by Peter Jackson very much uh, yeah. low budget oh, de- oh yeah budget. and actually when we snuck onto the set it was it was weird because you think of a, a Hollywood movie or you know a big movie like that very glamorous and but actually we went on this little tiny industrial park in Wellington that looked just like Ringwood our little hometown mm. in the UK yeah. it was a grey day there was like a MOT garage and then next door to that was Lord of the Rings being made and it was like it just sort of put things in perspective you know when you're a kid and you see Hollywood it feels a million miles away but actually when we experienced that we were like these are just people yeah in a warehouse (laughs) yeah he was really accessible yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. it was and I think that was a so we came in hindsight Pete was buzzing like yeah right guys we're gonna do this yeah Yeah. and it literally was and we hit the ground running in a way we didn't actually write a script we just thought let's get some let's start filming then let's put them in a costume and let's start filming we had an idea I mean we had a rough 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 yeah but you wouldn't or maybe you would let I'm not going to put words in your mouth but it seems to me you wouldn't recommend such a reckless no, no. approach yeah, perhaps yeah. but and it did work out in the end but maybe it was a bit Just rough by the uh, edge of, yeah I think the, the, when the film was better finished, to have a script you feel I think <laughs> most of the uh, the reviews even the nice ones <laughs> would say like you know a great achievement looks mm. really interesting the world's interesting the characters are interesting it just it's a shame you didn't have a, a more solid Story. Well, yeah. this is what I love about it in terms of all your experience up until that point. You're kicking around with short films, but you haven't had any official training. You don't know much about script writing, whatever, but you're just doing stuff. Yeah. And then you decide, right, well, I'm going to do my debut feature or our debut feature. even. But even back then, the landscape was it was still a big deal to do a debut feature mm. then. Even it was beginning to happen more and more. Yeah. Like nowadays, even we've done our debut feature. Even us. Um, you, were, you were well ahead of but, you know it's like 12 years ago it's, it, yeah. was, you know, yeah. it was like oh we could make uh, low budget features but it was still a big deal to do stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. You just still cracked on and did it. I think that was without it. Without a script. Or you know. <laughs> yeah. And it was very much like, it was I, uh, the reason why, again, to sort of you know, cast our mind back over 10 years ago, is that Small Town Folk started as a short. So again, it was the idea was, we'll come back from New Zealand, we'll do a little proof of concept, and then maybe we can raise some money to make a feature film. Mm. And because you know, I was fortunate enough, because I didn't go to university, my parents said, look, you know, we put some money for uni, but you're not going to do that. So we'll help you get a nice camera, because they knew I wanted to make stuff. So I managed to get the XL1S. Do you remember that yeah. sort of famous little mini DV camera? Yes. Which could change lenses. So, you know, and I, and I actually did buy a, a nice wide angle as well. So I think what it was is that it was a, there was a, a film school going on at the same time as making a feature film. Mm. And what we were doing is that we started off making this short film. But then, you know, I think it was one night and I was sat there going, you know what, we've got all, we've got all these actors now and we've got this camera and we've got some home editing software. You know, the film's going to... The, the proof of concept was getting bigger and bigger mm. by an organic process, which is why there wasn't a script for the feature because it kind of just turned into a feature. It just seemed logical that, you know, if we just keep filming for another six months and if everyone who's in the movie is up for it, you know, we can go back and write this sort of timeline of events which was our script, um, and actually maybe being able to put together some sort of feature film. I mean, I mean it was slightly story-driven in yeah. that the short film, we killed off our protagonists at the end. Uh, and right. the conversation that Pete's talking about is we were popping to the corner shop for some milk, and we both said, actually, I quite like these protagonists. I don't really want to kill them off mm. straight away. Um so then it was, well, if we don't kill them, then this could happen, then this could happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it's like, well, yeah, you're right. If we do shoot for another yeah. six weeks. Well, give us the basic pitch and where people can check it out now. Okay, so the film's called Small Town Folk, and it's a goofy comedy horror um, set in the New Forest. And it's, it's, a, it's your classic young couple get lost, end up coming to a place called the Beasley Manor, which is this crazy bunch of hillbillies that are trying to... Um, increase their family uh, <laughs> line, I suppose, um, and like yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, horror right. um, right in shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, yeah, but it's it was very yeah. It was it was such our film school. I mean, that's the way we yeah. describe. I mean, it. I would say it's interesting. I think because neither of us did go to film school, I would say actually we had a film school of two halves. So I would say small town folk was visually. Our lessons, mm. yeah, technical, technical tutorials, and whatever. Uh, after small town folk, we then, as you say, realised, ah, you actually do need a script. Mm -hmm. So we then spent the next, however many years following that, actually concentrating much more on the writing side of things and crafting that. So sort that of back, sort of back to front. Yeah, and very maybe much. most of the other listeners, or yeah. but how great though? What a, I mean, because we don't come across many people who do it that way. So right. I think it's no. good to reaffirm that, like. And I mean, uh, do and, it whatever way you can. Uh, and it's not. I mean, the film was released. It's, yeah, th that's yeah. the bit we haven't mentioned in the fact that it wasn't like you just did it as a learning thing. No, it, yeah. it did. It did. I've got the DVD at home, I which I bought in HMV. Yeah, yeah you know, it yeah. actually was on the shelves. You yeah, know. and then we and it and it got us an agent in in London, and it and it got us contacts and the sales agent picked up in Los Angeles. Yeah, and, and it, it it certainly was our gateway into the professional world of filmmaking. Yeah. So, you know, it it was a great film school because our our grad film essentially yeah. yes. got us a lot true a lot further. I mean, it was te te technically you were you were kind of well ahead of the curve, I think, because you had that look that you wanted to get, which 
nowadays actually probably you could do much better mm. uh, you were having to really jump through some hoops to get that sort of stylized high dynamic range look like yeah. filming the background and then filming yeah. the people in front of a green screen so That's that right. you could grade them separately yeah and just even the fact of kind of grading yeah, thing, yeah. now of course that's everyone's doing that it's just part of the process but then it was like it was more like thing, you just yeah. used whatever came off the camera and you were like no 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 we're going to change the yeah. colour of the sky and make it you know that sort of moody look and yeah. so so experimental in that technological way but yeah. again probably because you didn't know any better if you see what I mean Absolutely, you were just yeah. like I want it to look like this. How can I do it using these simple tools I've got here? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when I say green screen, it was that green cloth hanging up in yeah. the garage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and and that was again a, a process of um, uh, just testing stuff out. So we wanted to do a, a shot in a car, you know, a classic kind of car mount shot, um, and we we tried to <laughs> bungee cord the camera to the door on this Jeep we had, which is in the movie. Um, and of course, when we got the footage back, it was just vibrating like crazy, and you can't tell anyone. And you know, the motion blur was dreadful, and the rolling shutter, or whatever. So we were like, well, we can't use that footage. So, you know, I looked up green screen. Maybe we could green screen the the shots, have the yeah, car yeah. stationary, and then just get a backplate. Yeah. And um, and the results was was great. But not only does it look, did it look cool. The, the lighting looked better because of that very yeah, reason yeah. because now the background's not blown out and exposed yes. like you, we know any lights it sort of looks um, <clears throat> looks a bit shonky in, in the yeah, technical B-movie, way movie yeah but it look, yes yeah. but in a way you'd sort of accidentally stumbled it upon did, this yeah. great kind of B-movie <laughs> look yeah. didn't it because yeah, it's oh, got yeah. a style to it that's yeah, kind of yeah, a bit yeah, like yeah. not pretending to be realistic but that's for right. sort of like yeah pretending to be this weird other film world that's that right create and i think we got away with that because of the tone you know the where well, i always said to the guys acting as the baddies is that you know i want them to be more like the looney tunes than you know actual scary yeah. characters yeah you know so we were going for a cartoony mm. horror no, so it makes sense that 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 kind of we get away with those so, yes obvious backgrounds yes yeah. yeah. there is a there's a hyper reality to it yeah and i think that actually that is a a tone that we that we now still employ. Yeah, so yeah. That is, Oh, yeah, it's, nice it's not an outlier. To, it's not like you've ditched this. No, no, no. It's yeah. definitely yeah. still got our voice, although... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things it's got a pair of goggles in it. <laughs> I was going to say, goggles seems to be a recurring theme <laughs> yeah. as I look around the room, listeners, here. They kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you love a bit of good art direction. You're strong, yeah. You're a strong director yeah. on that, Pete, in terms of a look. Definitely. You know, it's not like nothing in your film's accidental, as in, well, no. that was just the thing that happened to be there. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Everything's yeah. got a certain look. You put a lot I of think, effort yeah. into that. And I think now more than ever, because I think it's something you guys brought up recently as well, that cameras are getting so good. And yeah. it's actually quite hard now to shoot something and make it look terrible from yeah. a technical point of view. You know, and cameras and lenses and are getting so you know cheaper and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's not necessarily about what you shoot on, but what you're shooting. And I think that... I so agree. You, you, yeah. you can, you know, you've got to remember that I've seen 35mm look terrible because, you know, there's no thought process behind what you're actually yeah. photographing. Yeah, you know, yeah, if yeah. you think of it as a photograph, yeah. then you've got, to, you've got to make sure that the composition and the art direction and the costumes and the, the acting style all yeah. match. So, yeah, you know, agreed, agreed. Well, you learned that early on, I think. I That's think, yeah, I think folk did that, yeah, massively, yeah, yeah. So let's move on from that then. So you did that. Then you did part two of your own personal training journey as yeah. you talk about it is then getting into scripts and understanding massively yeah the proper way of doing it mm. use that maybe yeah. as a term 
Um, and there, how long do you think that took? And well, obviously you're still learning now, like sure. me and Danny are still learning. But uh, uh, when was your next production after that? Because I remember that. Yeah. I remember meeting you guys in Cannes. I think it was the first time you you met them was when we were in Cannes. That's right out there together so how long after that till you sort of got back into right I'm ready for the next one seems like a long time after that yeah it was a lot of um, unseen things so mm. like we got an agent because of Swingtown Folk and we were working with we got to meet actual producers that had made stuff yeah um, and through that process and getting an agent we've managed to actually get a development deal to, to write a feature film um and it was the first time we've ever been paid to mm. do anything. Um, but that process was was great because we got to work with people like script editors and, mm. and actually really, you know, take... All we had to do was write a script. Whereas what we've been doing in the past was making a film and trying to write a story at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this was like a whole year, maybe two, where we just had to learn the discipline of, of telling a story well um, and, and figuring out story. And... And also the the culture of how we write as well, you know, sort of how we how it's going to work. Yes. Um, how much physical writing is that going to do, and how am I going to do? You know, does she do a page and I do a page? You know, how are we yeah. going to? So there was like, there was a whole like you say now another film school, yeah. but more about you know script writing school. I guess. Um, and I think working with the script editor, um, we so we work with Sarah Golding, and she's been well, she's our fairy godmother really. Um, yeah. That was an invaluable experience. She yeah. challenged us, but in a mm. really good. She wouldn't give us the answers. She'd just make us question ourselves and our decisions. Um, and I mean, we still we still employ that now. What would Sarah say? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but it was um, yeah. It, when we spent years, we did spend years. Mm. And then yeah, there was that period as well. I think you started reading all the sort of Robert McGee stuff. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. it's that, that kind of, all right, look, we're getting paid to do this now, so we better figure out how to do it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these films, well, you know, haven't been made, but uh, it's kind of a, it, it was a necessary thing mm. to, to go through um, because we had deadlines and, you know, it was just sort of much more um, constructive way of writing stuff. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest lessons we learned really was the very well possibly the first or second feature film we wrote was incredibly nostalgic um it was an absolute pleasure to write it and we'd been the main characters we'd had in our heads for years um but it was it was too too much of a love letter to our influences and to the past um so, so it's finding was, your own voice, you know. Yeah. And I think you've got to do that. I think you have to... There's a process where yeah. maybe it's good to get that out of your system a little bit, you know, mm. like, I'm going to write my, you know, whatever, yeah, rip yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. find out, actually... And and then, you know, to sort of... When we made Litterbugs, our most recent short film, is that that was... The the stuff that really stood out for us was the, the more contemporary things, you know, the stuff that, that kids mm. have now. And you think, oh, that's, that's interesting. You can tell we've been influenced by the films yes. we grew up with. But we're very much considering what it's like to be a kid now, you know, mm. and that's where you start to get a unique voice, I mm. think. But, um, well, tell us a little bit more about that then, Pete. Now you've mentioned it about Litterbugs, which, like you say, is a recent short mm-hmm. made around the same time that we were doing Nelson That Make Ish. Yeah. Uh, people will know our journey, which was that we made it ourselves with a bit of Kickstarter money. Mm. Litterbugs went a different way. Um, in the fact that it's a kind of uh, officially funded yeah. short, if you see what I mean. Uh, tell us about that. 
that's that that's been quite a long journey as well. Um it started off as a um BFI short film scheme, you know, where you write a script, send mm. it in, and then they select six to be funded, which is probably three years ago, mm. maybe four years ago. Um and two thousand twelve. Yeah, so quite okay, a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. But didn't get any further down the line. Okay. From yeah, you know, we 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 sent in the script, right? Which we developed with the producer Nicole Carm Davis that we work with now, and and Sarah Golding, our editor. So we kind of worked together, um, handed it in, but didn't get any further. Right. And then sort of that went sort of quiet um, while we we're working other scripts and bits and bobs, because mm. um, we kind of felt like there were, yeah, it's it can be tweaked, but it, that's the script. Yeah. And, and in the back of our minds, we wanted to make it and find other ways of maybe trying to get some finance to do it. And then Creative England kind of formed around that time. Mm. I believe it was the Film Council and it turned into yeah, yeah, yeah. Creative England. Um, and then so rewind the clock forward maybe two years and we, we met uh, Peter Parker at Creative England um, who got dusted off the script. And saying like, well, you know, is there maybe a way, you know, find finance through here? And then uh, he went back and spoke to Celine Hubbard at Creative England. And she really liked the script as well. And and again, she, they met us, so we, you know, mm. we're sort of we've got a personal kind of sitting yeah. down yeah. environment. Yeah. So we're, we're talking, you know, um, and they uh, there's still a process with all these um, sort of uh, government funded things. You know, you got to fill out forms mm. and whatnot. So we we filled out a form for the emergent. Merging Talent Fund mm. um, and we came back and uh, Creative England said that well, we really like it but it's a very ambitious short film um, and we're, we're intrigued to know how you're going to create these flying robots mm. you know, the litter bugs mm. um, ambitious in the sense that we were proposing to do it all ourselves in house so yeah. it's got yeah. these flying creatures yeah you weren't outsourcing we the weren't BFX outsourcing. no we wanted one of the to. things you wanted to one of the reasons you wanted maybe to do it yeah. was to, to give those a go and exactly, it's keeping yeah. that same thing that we were talking about earlier with Small Town Folk and mm. Peter Jackson and doing it yeah. yourself it's, yeah. it's that still yeah. that yeah. vein running through so yeah. we were pitching puppets Mitch with digital and, yeah. and, and it's very hard to you know write this stuff in a paragraph you know what it's like you yeah. know, when someone says what is the tone of your film? Ah, you see, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe in words. So what they decided to do was give us a small amount of funding, sort of development funding, I suppose, and say, look, can you present to us a test um, to how you're going to execute this? And then Craving could then go to the BFI mm. to, with the test and say, look, it's going to be great. This is what it's going to look like. But they didn't, it was very vague. The test was kind of like, just make something that's going to make the BFI say yes and give us the full emergent mm. timing fund um so that's what we did and uh we managed to pull in some amazing favors uh from pinewood studios to take two and we got some great camera and just crew, for the test just for the test yeah and I, I remember saying to the guys i you know i think it's important that <clears throat> yeah one we make sure that the litter bugs work but also i want them to understand that the emotional and the tone is going to work so it wasn't just a case of here's some animation tests on a black yeah. background uh, we wanted to go the extra mile and, and sort of almost do a, a scene from the movie mm. um, that has a litter bug in it and actually the test that we did is a three minute scene that you can see online mm. um, that actually isn't in the movie we did use a couple of shots in the, in the final thing but that was a, a sort of extra scene that in the script never happens but right. it, it sort of happens uh, yeah 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 you know off, off screen or whatever so um, 
we we did it. We 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 took a day out. We shot the scene, um, and we did it with puppets uh, and rods and strings, and then we deleted all the mm. all the stuff you're not supposed to see. We added some digital elements to it, like the the wings. They presented it to the BFI, and uh, that was it. They said mm. they put the green light straight away, and then we shot in September that year. So um, it, was it all went quite quickly then. I mean, I'd say at the time when <coughs> they offered us uh, the small amount of money to do the test shot, yeah. I think actually we were a little bit disheartened yeah. because we weren't going straight ahead to do the whole thing. But actually, looking back, in hindsight, it was the best thing we could possibly yeah. have done because we that day became this incredible, almost rehearsal day. We pulled the whole all the team together. So mm. all the team that were there for the test shot came back when we shot it. We all knew we could work together. We already had this dialogue language between each other we had we'd use mood boards and things we knew exactly how this thing was going to yeah. look and go ahead um so it was a it was a brilliant experience actually to do the test shot and yeah. going forward now more recently we're applying the same sort of theory to other things that we're doing where mm. we'll do a test shot yeah proof of concept a proof of concept yeah, and yeah, it really yeah. works just for yourself even yeah, for ourselves, yeah. yeah. and also like you know short films don't really get pre-production do they they they, they get the money and then you you have yeah, no, no one ever budgets for you know auditions or yeah. storyboarding or whatever you know so we had a luxury with that test that <clears throat> obviously we might not have got the money we didn't know at the time but yes now it's been all done we did actually have a nice sort of pre-production so we mm. could really figure out. Yeah. Well, I, I remember seeing you testing, and um, I was like, I, "It doesn't matter if they don't give you any more money," because I felt that that was such a strong test scene because you approached it the way you had, yeah. as in a self-contained mini story, almost little, short little, little yeah. That uh, I was like, "Well, worse, you know, not worst comes to worst, but actually, a totally viable option is you just take that, you take that, and you go to the can, and you." Yeah, you know, and say I'm going to do this as a feature. Mm. I think people would go, "Well, you can obviously do a feature yeah. at a low budget, medium budget level." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that wouldn't be yeah at all bad. You know, so yeah. in that way, you've got a funded test scene for a feature, so that you couldn't lose in, in, exactly. in a way. Yeah, we, we protected it in a way that, in that sense. So uh, the thing that we haven't mentioned, I don't think, it, and the reason that it was so exciting to us to see you guys making this is the fact that it's like like our work now mm. you know it's it's for kids well it's got kids in it it's, yeah. for, it's for everyone really you're sure, sure. But family, it's yeah. a family thing family it's got the thing. children leading it uh, including one of the actors from Nelson Nutmeg in it mm. um, uh, is that something that you've continued to be interested did you ever think you would be interested in you know yeah. stories with children for children uh, you know or is that a new development or how's that fit into uh, it because obviously small town folk's not for kids it's not but <laughs> it's funny thing with small town folk because a lot of our reviews a lot of negative reviews because obviously the horror world is quite a niche world yeah and um, yeah they all, all the websites and the festivals oh, yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, each other yeah and a lot of the vibe we got was like this is like a kids' film. <laughs> this is like it's stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. People gurning and I mean, we literally have someone sliding down. Yeah, like yeah. Like Tom yeah. and Jerry stuff, you know. Um, so I think, in a way, we've always wanted to make that tone of story. Right. Um, certainly, I have, and I, I remember watching. Do you remember they used to do those things? Not so popular now, but on TV they used to do like a hundred best action movies yeah and it would be talking heads and they'd do yeah, yeah, yeah. and they did one with family movies one Christmas I think mm. 
and I was watching it, and the top ten of that was my top ten. It was like Indiana Jones, right. Gremlins, right. Home Alone, you know. And I was just like, "This, this is, I, yeah, family. It's like a light bulb moment. It's always been yeah, there, yeah, but you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, family movies. That makes sense, right? Yeah. So I think after the sort of the, the criticism of Small Town Folk from the horror world saying this is stupid, like a kids thing, mm. um, we actually embraced that criticism and sort of went, well, yeah, that's it. Makes sense that that's our that's our tone belongs yeah. in the sort of more family genre. You know? Yeah, I mean, the thing the thing with that is a movie like um, Gremlins yeah. is the same vibe. Yeah. It's a bit silly. Yeah. It's got the teens protagonists anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's still quite scary. It's not for little kids. No. And I, I can see that's those in, in the 80s. There was a lot of movies like that. Yeah, and I guess yeah. that's what did inspire you to keep looking at that kind Definitely. of, you know exciting little mm-hmm. bit on the edge but yeah. still maybe for all the family yeah and, I, and I, I think that if we look at the stories now that we see mm. i think all the stories that influence us the most are those that are being told for families mm. um so i think that we're still being inspired by yeah and i say actually mm. from a story. from a script point of view um natalie and i with sort of writing scripts and you know evolving as writers together through the golden era of Pixar. So Pixar was a, yes, say, yes, a yes, one yes. of the massive influences Huge. on us for Very story. So. You know, we we would study Monsters Inc. and, mm. and the fact and that they'll happily dedicate several years just to story, mm. I just think is amazing, and yeah. I think that's brilliant. And if you haven't got that blueprint, I understand that things evolve, but you need yeah. to have that story yeah. little golden nugget at the beginning it's almost like that scientific way of do you know what I mean they always have like a lab pr- approach yeah. where they starts as a script and it goes into boarding and then yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean they they will I believe I can't remember which movie it was but they scrapped the whole story and yes. said right we've got that one now let's try another version Yeah, just to make sure that first one was the right one you know yeah. it's, it's almost this refining process that they have which um, I think you know, Toy Story I think yeah. Toy Story yeah um, so yeah I think the discipline um, and obviously, like the only original family movies coming out of Hollywood have been animations mm-hmm. you know, in the last sort of 15, 20 years now, yeah. um, with exceptions. But most of them have been animated films. Um, everything else is based on something already that exists. Yeah. Let's, uh, I agree with you, Pete, obviously, because you're preaching to the converted. Yeah. <laughs> I um, uh, won't surprise listeners to know that we've talked about this many times because we're developing a few ideas with Pete and Natalie here, because we're obviously local to each other and in the same genre, so it makes sense. Um, but what is your view of how the UK does approach live-action children's content? Because um, we find... I mean, everyone signs up to... what Everyone sort of agrees with us, if you see what yeah. I mean. Uh, so everyone goes, oh, yeah, it's good. Um, good stories, as you say, Natalie, you know, important stories... Uh, good to get these made, good to do more live action, wouldn't that be great? But it never never seems to be, well, to us, to me and Danny, it never seems to be like that followed through all ag- that aggressively or assertively yeah, yeah. in terms of, well, let's make more then. It always yeah. seems to be like something that's good in theory but never happens in practice. Is that how you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think with family or kids, or if you want to call it the same thing, you know, live action has always come with um, spectacle. So, and, mm. and and I think the 
the general consensus is spectacle costs a lot of money. You know, yeah. so you're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, you know, a Marvel movie is a kids movie, you know, or at least yeah. it's a family movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, even though like the nerd culture that now yes, kind yeah. of you know yeah, thirty five yeah. olds are watching what kids watch. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's yeah. You know, I think there's that that world of the entertainment which sees it as a very expensive thing. But I don't believe that's true because I think that a kid will enjoy Goonies now. Um, watching the Goonies now. Mm. I know they do because I, I work yeah. with kids and they do watch the Goonies and they do watch Indiana Jones and they do watch the smaller films. And I think we grew up um, with films that were on a small canvas but had big ideas. Mm. You know, I mean, the Goonies is literally takes place in sort of five mile radius, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't go off on a swashbuckling adventure. Mm. But it had big, it had a big heart and it had a big sort of um, spirit. And I think that there is room for it. It just we just need to find the right people to do it. Um, in the UK, I think there could be. I think mm. there, I think people like Studio Canal with Paddington and stuff. Mm. But they've seen that there's hey, hang on, there's something here that we could explore. Um, and you know, I know Swallows and Amazons did well. BFI. These yeah. are still existing things, though. You know, yeah. that both those live action films. Yeah, um, they're adaptations. They're adaptations. Yeah. But it could be th- at least the the beginning of a process that allows people to be a little bit more confident in mm. the th- live action family kid sector. Yeah. yeah. Could be. We hope uh, we hope so anyway. Yeah. Well we hope so. Um but uh but the, yeah I think um I, I think that's it. I think it doesn't all have to be massive budgets mm. or animated. You know, as long as we can but it's something needs to prove that first, I think. I you seem know. to remember a couple of years ago, Son of Rambo. Yeah. Was a a great example of it didn't have a huge budget. It had kid protagonists. But it was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Because it had... Slightly darker tones. Swearing and it yeah. was kind of not quite for, you know, family. that half-term Well, market, that, you know. I think, spot on. Because I think there's more appetite in the UK for coming-of-age stories, you yeah. know. So nostalgia. Yeah. We've talked about a nostalgia for when you were young and that growing up, growing pains, that kind of stuff. Which isn't actually something that kids often want to watch. They... You know they don't mind that, but you also want that pure escapism, as yeah, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if it's swallows and Amazons, you yeah. know. Um, I think that we seem to be in the UK more focused on those coming of age stories because it's like a proper movie or something. Sure. Just what I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I think there it does seem to be a slight dismissiveness, which is why I was so excited about you getting that Creative England and BFI support. Mm. Uh, and the support that myself and Danny got for our film from mm. Justin at the BFI in terms of like, no, there is, you know, if you're belligerent enough or whatever, yeah. then, you know, you can get that support for, yeah, yeah. for a movie for a younger audience. Yeah. Because to me it's important because it's a bit like that is the future, isn't it, of yeah. the cinema audience and you don't want the future cinema audience to be Marvel-based only. Sure. You know, yeah, you want to give them that UK range. story. yeah. yeah. Uh, alternative so it is it is important that we all keep banging away at it and I think the good thing is is that especially with younger audiences is that they they're a lot more less cynical when it comes to what should be made they're, but they're a lot more um, honest so oh yeah they, they will not polite yeah so <laughs> I don't think they really care about what the budget size is as long no. as it entertains them yeah you know? but if it doesn't entertain them they'll soon like well let's walk out yeah <laughs> Even if it costs a lot of money yeah. and really I mean, good I've, production value. I've taken my nephew matter. to 
you know, all kinds of movies, uh, all multi-million you know, million dollar mm. movies. Some of them he watches, some of them he can't be bothered because mm. it's just not engaging. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, the more money you throw at it, the more insane it is. That's yeah. not the case. You know, it's about characters they can relate to, situations they can relate to. Um, comes back down to story. Yeah, it, it all does. comes back down to it story. It does. It's yeah. just harder and harder to reach that audience, I think, is, is, the, is the actual bottom there. Yeah, so, and to compete as well because you've got to remember the marketing wise. Yeah, because yeah. if we made a little film for you know, it's, you know a couple of million or something, a kids' mm. film, and it goes out in February half term, well, we're going to be up against a Disney movie mm. and a superhero movie, and it's yeah, it's it's a tough one, you know. But you know, it's uh, it, it doesn't mean it can't be done. Mm. No, no, exactly, exactly. All right, good. Well, you've, oh. you've finished Litterbugs. Yeah. But you've, you've set up Treehouse Digital. We have. Almost with your mates from Small Town Folk. Correct, yeah. Kind of like producing, writing team. Yeah. You know? So, but Treehouse Digital does some visual effects as well. Yes, so you, it does. So you can do yeah. mission jobs and still do your own work and all Because you did that, some on the Christmas Sky. The Last Dragon Yeah, Dragons the Last Dragon Slayer, yeah. Tom over in the edit suite over there was did a lot of the magic effects and yeah. sort of magical orbs and things like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we're we're very much a kind of um, a, a boutique production company, mm-hmm. but what we've done here is a setup where we can really experiment with stuff. So, sort of going back to what we talked about, if you are to create spectacle, you do want it to be convincing and authentic and real. So, there's always an element of that in an mm-hmm. entertaining family movie. So what this place is really set up to do is how we, like Litterbugs is a kind of microcosm of that. So how can we, on a budget, create spectacle? And here is a lab where we can. So mm. we've got a workshop, studio, VFX. Yeah. Um, we shot the Christmas short film here. You did. Yes, yeah, so yeah. people have seen that. If not, check it in the link. Um, Definitely. Um, so yeah, so there's the, the, this is what we really want to um, basically kind of, you know, get Litterbugs as an example that is can be done mm. it, it seems to be doing well on the festival circuit it's certainly the audiences that we've sat in with have enjoyed it so it's kind of just growing that principle so not only in a kind of entertaining writing perspective but also in a practical execution way of doing yeah. stuff so the treehouse is very much the kind of where it all starts like literally from from our heads and mm. then it goes into a sort of proof of concept and then hopefully into a film yeah. or TV show or whatever it happens to be and it didn't the industry or somebody choose you as the top 10 company yeah to the telegraph the telegraph yeah they gave treehouse the top 10 creative company in last well, year so they listed uh 50 50 creative companies um in the uk and then we were picked as one of 10 future leaders there you yeah. go okay so part of creative england and telegraph yeah yeah this thing yeah so well, i think that's true though exciting times no, yeah, things cool. are happening yeah yeah, yeah. So well, <laughs> slowly, well <done>. <laughs> <laughs> from kicking around doing a screenwriting course with Tim Clay. Yeah, oh, didn't right. even that even that didn't put him off. Yeah. <laughs> to make, no. making your own shorts, to making your own debut, yeah. Yeah. then learning about screenwriting, and then slightly making, back to front, like you say, doesn't a short film, and now your own kind of visual effects stroke production company. Yeah, and still learning. Oh, I'm still learning, and also like I think it's worth noting that it's. You know, it's nice that you know the area around here in Bournemouth with you guys and us and yeah. other people. It, there definitely seems to be almost again an organic yeah. movement happening where London is starting to realise. Oh, we're not actually that 
far away from Bournemouth. No, no, no. There's some great talent and facilities Definitely. here. Definitely. I mean, that's what we're trying to do, isn't it? Is to sort of put ourselves forward as jointly, if you see what I mean. Yeah, it's like there's, together. if you want some some good uh, family entertainment yeah. made, yeah. Bought, come to Bournemouth because there's everything and everyone you need down here. Ready, right. You know, already. Yeah. Not got to start. We're, yeah, we're yeah. already working. So join us. Yeah, we'll see if people listen. <laughs> all right good let's wrap it up there then thanks cheers Thank guys so yeah thanks, yeah, for, thanks for your time we'll go and get lunch now that'd yeah. be exciting yeah uh so i did all the intro at the start so no need to do it at the end we'll see you uh, next time listeners and check out the description for links to all the cool work that we've talked about in this podcast yeah see you next time thanks bye bye, bye. bye.